What happened to Nikki? She was murdered. What? Weems, I am so sorry. No! She, she was my girl! Sparkle's gone too. Not Sparkle! Dude, it's like our whole posse! I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do any more of that. I'm so sorry. And this is Dave. All right, all right, all right. All right. This is the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are watching every episode of the TV show Supernatural. And uh, we're having a good time in season 11, I think, right? We're just yelling at, yeah. into the microphone at this point. That just, you know. I don't know when our audience is going to leave us. Like, do you ever get the feeling we've had a, and I'm, I'm so very happy that it's happened. We've had a lot of new people jump on board. Like we get messages. Yeah. Like I got, we got an email recently that was like, Hey hunks, I'm on episode 51. I just wanted to make sure that you knew, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, that was like a hundred weeks ago. So somebody has told <laughs> us that, but thank you so much for listening. But I just get so mm-hmm. worried that they're on episode 51. And by the time they get to Sam, they're going to just go like, Nope, I've, I, this, yeah. this was the line. <laughs> this was, I do. I do worry that Nutblood maybe lost us a few loyal yeah, listeners. Definitely. hundred um, percent. Cause you know, when we did like the season five finale, like I was listening back to the edit that you did of that. And like, literally tearing up thinking about how much i love the show and how much i love doing the podcast and then and then look look at us now <laughs> fast forward 100 episodes and it's date i'm nut and blood yeah. it's just everybody hates it everybody fucking hates um, it or so we please, just keep talking about brick homes which nobody yeah. listen nobody knows who that is so i i please stop sending me your hate mail to my home address uh, i don't know how you found it there's hundreds <laughs> of letters please I don't need a p.o box Chris. just for the hate mail <laughs> Please do not stalk Chris. Uh, but also, if it's a choice between stalking Chris or me, please stalk Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- so welcome back, everybody. We're having a great time. Um, before we get into the main part of the episode, let's thank all of our patrons. They give us money to do this and other things, and we can't really figure that out either. Uh, our no. most recent patron is somebody named... Chris, I told you I was going to have problems with this. When is it, it Saskia? It's Saskia, which is what I was going to say. So I hope I said it right, but yes. uh, it's a cool name. Thank so. you <laughs> very much, Saskia. We 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 appreciate it. Saskia gets all kinds of cool, exclusive content. Uh, we are. Oh my bad, it's Sasuke. My bad, Sasuke. Yeah, just like Uchiha. Javier yeah, my bad. My bad. from the yeah, Witcher yeah, yeah. TV show, right? That's how you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasuke. Yeah. He's he's friends with Naruto. It's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> big supporter i surprised me but big, thank you thank you sasuke yeah. thank you to the whole uchiha clan i hope you get your revenge bro word. yeah word yeah definitely if if it goes too far though remember 
you got to just keep going. Revenge is the you sweetest thing going. ever. Yeah. Remember, um, remember that. Chris, I want to, I want to give a shout out real quick, if I may, before, okay. before you sum up season 11 for us so far. Uh, yeah. I was recently on a podcast about the books of supernatural. Uh, so I just want to shout out supernatural books, a Winchester, the Winchesters in print. Um, you can find that on iTunes and everything. Uh, I don't think the episode, I don't know when the episode is coming out. I recorded it like the day before we we're recording this. Uh, which will come out this week. So just go look for that. Uh, we talked about the first book in the series, Nevermore, which is a ridiculously horrible book that's just terrible. And I, I can't. Chris, there's not even John Winchester to make like a good John Winchester impression of. Yeah, Matt, as somebody who has spent a lot of time uh, with Nevermore, um, I'm looking forward to hearing this because um, it's, you know, it's a deep novel. There's a lot of layers to it. It's like a really, really stinky onion. And, um, you know, I'm excited to hear you guys peel it back for me. It's, uh, in my experience, I've read 12 chapters of that book in about a day. And every single one of them were terrible. There's a lot of misogyny. And then there's, um, like, Edgar Allan Poe stuff just mixed in for no reason. Right. So, like I said, layers. Layers. Layers of the stinky onion. Anyway, <laughs> shout outs to uh, Supernatural books the winchesters and pros go check that out uh lane and deanna are my girls anyway chris sum up season 11 for us all right let's uh let me let me just let me take you down just the the key points the highlights the important yeah. stuff yeah, yeah yeah um all right all right all right um go ahead after do following it. this um oh i'm gonna do it don't worry don't even don't you worry i'm gonna do it right now after following the story career of star athlete <laughs> i'm sorry i'll stop after <laughs> After following the storied career of star athlete Brick Holmes for his entire adult life, Sam Winchester thought he might never recover after finding out that Holmes was actually some kind of immortal Mayan god, on top of being a sports legend. But a chance encounter with a young star in a small town has Sam back on his socked feet, ready and begging to see those stats. Sam has now focused all of his considerable efforts into following young Brock Buckner's budding biceps. But when a blast from the imaginary past comes to visit, Sam might have some competition for his new obsession. That's fucking fantastic. I love it. The blast from the imaginary past really nails it, Chris. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. Good night, everyone. We're out. Yeah. (laughs) Patreon.com slash monster of the week. (laughs) See you later. No, not really. We're covering season 11, episode eight, Just My Imagination. This was written by Jenny Klein, directed by Richard Spite Jr., who I believe is his first time directing, but is going to go on to do many great things with Supernatural. This aired on December 2nd, 2015. Richard Spite Jr. directs and Nate Torrance guest stars. Sam is shocked when his childhood imaginary friend Sully makes an unexpected appearance. Sam can understand why he'd see Sully now, but what's even more surprising is that Dean can see him too. Flashbacks reveal young Sam's friendship with Sully and why he needed him. Also, a bunch of a bunch of imaginary friends are getting murdered. We have to talk we have yeah. to solve that problem. No big deal. It's whatever. It's Chris, how do you um, feel about the episode Bugs? Um, you know that I personally do love it. Do you, um, how do you feel about the mom on bugs? Is the mom on bugs making a, an appearance here? Cause I, I gotta say, I don't remember it. And she didn't love her son very much. She, uh, she is the mom of the young girl, uh, whose friend sparkles gets murdered in the cold open. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So just I mean, thought it's you- not funny that sparkles got murdered. It's, it's kind of funny. They cut off his unicorn horn to spite his face. Yeah. I thought it was really funny, especially it when it's revealed me. that it's just some chick doing this. And she literally just cut off his horn for no reason. Yeah. She didn't even what like crush fuck, it up dude. and snort it. Like, what are you doing? No. Yeah. You snort that unicorn horn poser. poser. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our, that's our cold open. We got Maddie. She's a small child. She's having a, a, a tea party with an imaginary friend 
that her parents can't see. But apparently, like, camera turns, so you can actually see that she is sitting at this this little table with a, a sparkly horseman. And my first instinct to watching Supernatural is like, that ain't right. That's a problem. We gotta do something about this. <laughs> but, he, but he seems, like, pretty chill. Seems pretty cool. He's not really causing any problems. Um, In like fact, the he's, parents- he's solving them, right? Like, the parents are like, I can't believe we have to wait for this bullshit tea party until we go to dinner. And Sparkles is like, no, Maddie, you should go with your parents. I'll be here when you get back, and I'll clean all the mess up while you're gone. Super nice. Like, Thank you, Sparkles. That's pretty, pretty nice. They go off to dinner. Sparkles just hangs out and is, like, reading a kid's book. And I'm like, man, you look pretty freaky, but... You seem like you're all right. You seem like you're all right. Hey, you're an invisible creature, but you're all right. Don't judge. You never know what people are going through when they're That's acting right. weird. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And unfortunately, you don't know what people are going through when they come in and they myrtle, murder sparkles here. Yes. You don't know what, what's going through their head when they come in and they just straight up murder you in a little girl's room. You don't know. Uh, that's our cold open. We get our splash screen and then Sam's alarm is going off. Sam sets an alarm for 630 AM because he has to get those stats from the sports yeah, he's center. Gotta, he's he's got to be the first be guy about, on the East yeah, coast he, feed of sports center looking up them stats from last night, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's like they, you know, they post it, you know, at 730 mm-hmm. Eastern time. He's up at 630 cause he's in, you know, whatever time he's in Kansas. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's into it. We we see him making coffee. We see him doing bedhead. We see him doing, you know, he's chilling out. He's he's going through a Sam morning routine. I got to admit I didn't look for the feet and I didn't see if they were socked or not. And that's I let I let the viewers down on that one. patreon.com/marshallweek right in let us know if I missed the socked feet. Um but <laughs> he, things take a, a turn for the weird pretty quickly here. It's weird, but what is super weird is that he doesn't like immediately wake up and just look at his phone for an hour and a half before he gets out of his That's bed. That's crazy <laughs> that he didn't play Fire Emblem Heroes at his phone for an hour and a half. How does he catch up on 500 tweets on his yeah. timeline if he doesn't sit there for this, an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah, I gotta check multiple apps every morning, Sam. And my email? Come on, bro. Oh, man. My ex-girlfriend posted an update on Facebook and she's happy. Man, Target's having a sale. Let me click on that. <laughs> Somebody has a life hack. I need to. I need to look at it. Uh, let me see what this. Let me see what this Baby Yoda meme's all about. Um, While Sam is uh, not looking at his phone like a normal person, uh, he's bumbling around the kitchen and not seeing this incredible spread in front of him. Uh, there's like all sorts of weird candy, children like children's imagination of what food is, uh, including what will be brought up several times: nachos with marshmallow on them, which sounds, sounds gross. Disgusting. But, yeah, you know, you got to do it sometimes. Um, and then suddenly, bam! Sam's. I mean, as we're going to learn. A, a person appears. They are wearing bright overalls and, and all this colorful clothing and rainbow suspenders. Chris, rainbow suspenders. Dope suspenders. look. Um, dope look. Dope look. And this person reveals themselves to be Sully, not my cat. I know, listeners, you were thinking, Chris, that's your cat, isn't it? It is, but in this case, it's Sam's old imaginary friend. But Sam, being Sam, is so shocked to see him that he just clocks him cold in the face. Which I would say, Sully's pretty lucky. That that's all he got because we've seen Sam swing a, swing a pistol around head first, pistol second, but then he's always pulling that trigger. So Dude, you got to be careful around. I Sam. am way more concerned about that deadly weapon that's below Sam's belt. And yes, mm-hmm. I am talking about his leg. Mm-hmm. I, luckily, we didn't get big kick Sam and slowly threw the fucking window in this. You know what I'm saying? We he would have utterly obliv- obliterated him. Like because yes. you know there there might be some sort of um, you know witch magic that's needed to kill these imaginary friends. But we also know from past uh, episodes, this is you know standard supernatural lore. 
that big kicks can kill basically any monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that it couldn't kill was Abaddon. Is that that's canon, right? That's canon. Yeah, he she he, Abaddon, Knight of Hell was the only thing that, that the big kick couldn't. It, take need, down. it needs to be said that it, it it weakened her to the point that Dean could get in there with the mark with the with the cane knife. I forget what yeah. they even call it. The cane's blade, mark blade, the mark, blade. Yeah, cane's 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 bark the, um the tooth handle what do you what do we call and that's that? what, and, and again with with kane we if sam had had the mark of kane forget about it would have been over forget with about it somebody in our discord was telling us how there was a deleted episode they like filmed like all this stuff and then like they didn't have time for the schedule so they ended up like tossing it and it's and it's sam versus kane in that same barn where dean fights him mm-hmm. but it's just it's bare knuckles bare feet and they just go at it and Sam does like like Sam basically doesn't take any hits. And he does some serious damage, but in the end, he's not able to actually kill him because of like magic. Um, but that's why Dean's able to come in the next episode. And you, and you might be asking him. yourself, like that deleted episode, like it doesn't make any sense. Why would Dean allow Sam to to get in that fight with Kane, knowing that it would be detrimental to Sam's health, both his arms and his legs and his feet? And the answer is, it was St. Patrick's Day, and Dean was having right. a good time with the old Shamrock crew. Am I yep. right? Yep, that's right. Him and Castiel. Anyway, so so Sam here is pretty shocked to see his imaginary friend from when he was a youth. Um, Dean walks in a minute later, and we get we get just bathrobe Dean for like five minutes here. <laughs> I love bathrobe and like bathrobe Dean and uh, not done his hair yet. Dean is such a good yeah. look. Yeah, it's a great. It's genuinely a great look. He just looks so funny. He just sees like Sam doing karate against Sully here. Um, actually, he can't see anything. He can't see anything at all. Um, so he's like, Sam, holy shit, what are you doing? Um, and to make it a little bit easier on us for the rest of this episode, because can you imagine how weird it would be if Sully just was only visible to Sam? He would seem so crazy. Um, Sully thankfully reveals himself to Dean, um, who was just like, uh, holy shit, we need to kill this guy. Um, and then Sully says, I kind of like that that Dean is anti this whole business from start middle to finish he's not into doing anything with this whole ordeal like when sully reveals like oh my friends are getting killed dean literally says like we that's not our problem <laughs> like i don't yeah. do that i don't you know why are we worried about it they're imaginary no, friends they, and they're imaginary dead <laughs> what who cares yeah, that ain't that ain't our beef dude like we ain't about that life um but so so sully says that they are called something xana was Zana, that correct yeah. z-a-n-n-a mm-hmm. all right i got it i got it Got it. Um, yeah, they. Um, it's like an. It's a race of imaginary friends. They're like what fairy-like creatures that are there to give children confidence and mm-hmm. like help them out. And it like they're just essentially spirits that appear to help kids. With all of the negative evil spirits that they run against in the show, I guess it makes sense for there to be some nice ones every once in a while. Yeah, like I feel like this is uh, like comparative to the cupids that we've seen, right? Like sure. the cupids yeah, yeah, seem yeah. like pretty much the most wholesome creature, the most wholesome type of angels. Pretty sure we saw the cupid like kill some people, but who cares about any of that? But like very no. similar to that, where they're they're and solely. I'll say this, Sully seems incredibly focused on making sure that, quote, his kids are happy and they, they, they have everything that they need, um, which is extremely nice. And like all of this stuff apparently comes from Romanian folklore. I didn't, I didn't do any research on this, but let's just say that it's right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I believe you. But it is very sweet. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Dean does not believe it at all. Pulls C to the library, excuse me, pulls Sam to the library and is like, Sully, you stay behind. 
and like and looks at Sam and is like, those are marshmallow nachos out there. What the fuck is happening? Like, none of this is real. And of course, Sam is like, well, he's the only person I ever told that I wanted marshmallow nachos. And then he starts just pulling books out of nowhere and start and looks up all of the Romanian folklore stuff. Yeah, um, this is the yeah, this was Sam's imaginary friend when he was like nine years old. It was a positive influence on him. Um, and I think because Sam is like so gung ho and so into this, but also being so incredibly earnest throughout all of this. That Dean is like, all right, I guess I'll just go along with it. Like, this isn't inherently negative. It's just a little bit crazy. But, um, yeah, they end up uh, doing their research and then getting in the car to drive to the place where Sparkles was murdered. And Sully says it's an absolute horror show in there. Uh, but they have to pretend they have to still do their like normal pretend thing to get into the scene. They can't just like pop mm-hmm. in like Sully can. So they decide to dress up as uh, what is a traumatic children counselors or something what is the what are they yeah trauma counselors yeah and it's we've made a lot of fun of the boys taking advantage of widows and Mm -hmm. grieving women but Mm -hmm. wow this is some next level shit this is you know what i will say at least the child is alive at least the child is alive and like i I, they could get past the parents because like to them it's just this like it's, it's it's an imaginary friend Right, like it's not like their dad was murdered, so they're sure. gonna go. T- it's like, I mean, sure, the kids are actually seeing it, so it's gruesome and it's it's totally messed up. But um, I think because it's so fantastical is the only way that they could like even really like go along with this and, and to any degree. Um, but well, really, here we we just want to get these boys in some cardigans and well, and and that too. <laughs> um, but they actually kind of sell this stuff because Dean is like, you know, why did you even need this guy? And Sam's like, well, I was kind of a lonely kid. And Dean says, well, you weren't lonely. You had me. And we go to the first of several flashbacks we're going to get. Sam picks up a ringing phone and like Sully is encouraging him to answer it. And it's teenage Dean that we saw from several episodes ago. It's telling Mm -hmm. Sam like, hey, I know you wanted it to happen, but it's not. Dad's not going to let you come on this. You have to stay there. You're like, you're just not ready to go hunting yet. Sam's like, I was, you were hunting before I was born. Well, yeah, that might be the case, but dad is worried about you. And yeah, Sam is kind of heartbroken that he doesn't get to go with his brother and his dad to go hunting. And the the actor that they used is like super young guy. Like we haven't seen this young Sam before. Like yeah. he's he's super super young. Like you should not be bringing this child on a vampire hunt. No way, no way. He's tiny. He's just he's just a tiny little boy. He doesn't even have hair yet. He's a he's a bald baby. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, a I really completely like they, hairless child. <laughs> he's a completely hairless, uh, like a mole rat, like a hairless mole rat. Um, I don't know where he got that little tiny man's like toupee, but he's just like he's got it on his head, and it's not doing don't anything get me wrong. for him. You know, cute kid, cute kid, but cute kid, know, but not a hair on his body. Am I right? But not a single hair. It's weird anywhere to be found. No eyebrows. You can see they're drawn on. You know, he's just a little, he's just a little boy. Um, Is it a curse? Little, says John Winchester. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Says Dean, I'm 14. He'll be making up for it for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like that they use the same Dean actor that we've seen before, yes. and um, I like that they make a small reference to something about Sam breaking his arm in this episode. Um, and I think the last time that we oh, saw yeah. this yeah, flashback, yeah, yeah. Dean, mm-hmm. he talked about his brother breaking his arm because he was pretending he could fly or something like that. Mm-hmm. They make a callback to something, and I was just like, you know what? It's a tiny detail, but it's a it's a nice enough little in-universe thing to sort of like wrap it all together a little bit closer yeah absolutely um good just like again anytime that supernatural remembers that there were previous episodes to the current one is a good thing right correct correct um so they ring um, the doorbell and they introduce themselves to the mom and who i mentioned was the mom from bugs 
Um, and she describes the imaginary friend as a unicorn man. And Dean is just like acting so put off by this entire situation. He's just like, well, I've, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is talking to the little girl. And she says that she's not ready to go back in her room because of all of the blood. And of course, when they go into the room, everything is perfectly clean until they ask the mom to leave. And then suddenly like taps their head or whatever. And then they can see all that the Xana can see. And we get this incredibly gruesome bloodbath of a, <laughs> of a stage. Yeah. The guys and we have we- like, we have the mom rubbing her hand in like the, the blood and like wiping it on her face. Cause she doesn't realize mm-hmm. if you'd like to see more of that, you can go to, you can go to the the bite app and find the monster of the week count. What's that link, Chris? What? How do we even? I don't know. That? I don't know. I don't know. Search bite out M O T W on Bite, and you can see videos from me and Chris or something. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. that works. It's Bite <laughs> with a Y. <laughs> with a what's Bite with a Y? We're not making this up. If you want to see hairless Sam Winchester, go somewhere else, you pervert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, th- this is a pretty brutal, glittery crime scene. Also, there's a moment here where Dean says he was a unicorn and also a man, so a manicorn, because Dean is really, for some reason, into naming shit this season. Like, he's just trying to coin one term. He's like a, he's like an old-timey, like, colon- c- a colonist, um, like, hunter or something who wants to name every animal that he shoots. <laughs> he's like a white dude that wound up in America and was like, this is an elm tree, and the Native Americans are like, yeah. we have 17 different words for that already. Yeah. Can you please not? <laughs> Can you please not reduce it to three letters, bro? <laughs> This is our father tree. What is wrong with you, bro? Can you not do this right now? Christopher Columbus, you were an asshole. Like, go away. Son of a bitch. Um, I do. This whole scene is very good. Like you mentioned the mom who comes back in and obviously can't see any of this stuff and is smearing blood all over her face, um, picking up stuff with blood all over it. The dead body is in the corner. We mentioned that they cut the horn off. So the horn is like hanging out on the tea table or something. It's really gruesome. The mom just like Mm -hmm. smears blood on her face and just acts normal because of course she doesn't know about it, which makes a great like image of just this with this like suburban mom, just like blood all over her face casually being like, yeah, we don't really know what to do about this. Um, And it's just super like it's I actually kind of dig this whole vibe. So, you know, This episode, it could have been really silly and really stupid. And, you know, we'd like the funny episodes sometimes. Um, But I don't know. They play this one to to straight to an extent that it really just works. It's all it's all um, Sam and Sully, dude. Like, I'm telling you, they they sell this fucking episode more than anything that Dean does in it. Um, and, and Dean is, is just enough of the straight man without being like too much of a poo pooer to like stop the momentum or to make him seem like a jerk. Like there's a little bit of that just for just, you know, the, the light comedic tension i guess um but overall yeah it just it it plays it plays pretty straight and works really well so from here we go over to another little girl named zoe yeah oh and i think the only thing that we learned there is basically like a xana wouldn't do this to another xana like they that's not that's not their style they don't like murder each other um zoe is hanging out with her imaginary mermaid friend in the pool so he has to go um and then someone rushes out of the bushes and stabs her with a knife and this time we see that the knife that they use has like these weird runes carved into it mm-hmm. which are not important whatsoever and i kept thinking it would be a big deal so yeah hmm. i think the knife is supposed to like come from a certain place or whatever but uh um, well, it's it gonna come really... from rowena right like that's what we're gonna learn because they talk about that's what i assume yeah that's yeah. what i assume but they don't necessarily say her name they just say the witch yeah. but and if that's true then that's very cool but she did say something about romania so i was like oh, did, you know I, I don't know I, I i don't know but i'm into it um 
But yeah, so Sully, because all of the uh, Xana have like a, a link to each other, like a telepathic link, when this happens, he's sort of made aware of it and is able to lead them to the body. And um, I like that each time one of them is killed, we, le- we see or learn a little bit more about the attacker. Like it shows us like one little more detail, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's just it's just a fun kind of way to, to breadcrumb us along through the episode. Um, there's a so really Sully- fun moment, not fun, but there's a really interesting moment where when Sully sees the body of his friend, Nikki, uh, who was the mermaid, um, he starts breathing really heavy and starts getting kind of panicky. And Dean's like, hey, man, just 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 let it out. Don't worry about it. Everything will be OK. And, and the guy looks at him and is like, no, I have to stay strong for Sam. And Dean looks at him like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, who? That's my lie, bro. <laughs> this, I had this uh, I had this exact same. This is maybe a weird thing to say, but uh, at my grandfather's funeral, uh, I met a bunch of people that uh, were family and friends of his uh, new wife that I didn't get along with particularly well. I didn't get along with the wife. Her family was fine. But um, as I'm like sitting there and we're doing all the funeral stuff, this like eight year old kid comes up and starts telling me about his papa, who is my papa and like how they went on all of these like four wheel drives together and caught fish. And I'm like, you were describing my life. Who the fuck are you? Eight year old. I don't know who you are. (laughs) Where did you you come from? Adam Winchester was going to uh, baseball. (laughs) Fucking Adam Winchester in McCall Creek, Mississippi. What the fuck are you doing? Like I'm about to leave you you with a cage, bro. (laughs) But this is Dean's look of like, who, who are you and where did you come from? And how do you know my brother? Um, so this whole scene, the way that it unfolds is really ridiculous because, um, Sully wants to bury the body. It is the middle of the day in suburbia and they're just in somebody's backyard (laughs) and they just bury the body, uh, which is, I just like, where are the neighbors? Who's looking over the fence and seeing this? Also, Dean calls Sully Totoro, which I guess means that he's aware of that. Sure. That's an anime, right? Um, is that what that is? That's yes, that's uh, Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. or Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli, however you say it. Um, um, so we get we, another flashback to kid, to pathetic kid Sam. I'm sorry, that's how I wrote it in my notes. I, I love this young kid stuff, though. Um, yeah, it's, it's and good. they're doing the Americana music over the top of this, which I think is a cheat. Like I think somebody wanted this to be a yeah. little bit more emotional. Like they earn it. Like it's a totally emotional and it's good. But like using the Americana music is a little bit of a fucking cheat code at, at this scene. Um, but they talk about running away. Um, yeah, this is where they actually was, talk about uh, like, do you ever want to fly? Do you ever think about being able to fly? And Sam's like, yeah, the last time I tried, I broke my arm. So yeah, um, I learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> I'm I'm very old for my nine years. Um, don't have any hair yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm um, trying so hard. Dad has a spell that he thinks will yeah. work. <laughs> it, it's I think that the, throughout this episode, they actually do a pretty good job of capturing something of Sam that sometimes the show has struggled to really portray of the. You know, Sam's wanting to run away from the family is often seen as negative, and I've, you know, hemmed and hawed over it, but um, trying to defend him. But, you know, that that is the way that it is. Like, people really care about the the core family unit of the show, so seeing the one character who kind of wants to bail on it sometimes sucks. Um, But then seeing Sam in these situations, contextualizing it with, like, this kid who had to, like, make up an imaginary friend because he's just been alone in a motel for like six days and he's nine and john winchester jesus christ he doesn't want to hunt vampires he just wants to be with his brother and his dad like he doesn't care about the hunt when he's talking to dean like oh let me go i'm old enough now he doesn't give a shit about that he just doesn't want to get left behind john and dean could literally be like fixing roller coasters or or they could be fucking plumbers they could be the fucking mario brothers and stomping on goombas it doesn't matter 
Sam just wants to be with them. And right. it's so and sad that they left him so this, this this little kid behind, and it's so heartbreaking that he like, being just, alone because you ran away and being alone because you got left behind are very different things. And I like this idea that young Sam is like, well, fuck it. If they don't want me there, then I don't want to be here. And it's like, have you ever thought about running away? And 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 Sully treats this as like, hey, well, you know, yeah, you could be whatever you want to be. You don't have to be Dean or your dad. You're you're Sam, and Sam is awesome. Like that's, that's, you know, that's the thing to think about is you could be anything that you want to be. And like, I just, as I'm watching this and I think it comes back to the present where Sam is that the camera's focused on Jared's face and he's just very emotional. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, when has he ever heard that kind of fucking emotional support in his entire life of like, you were Sam, you don't have to be anybody else. And you are amazing. Like, I don't. Like, have we ever seen that in the show for Sam Winchester? I don't think so. <laughs> like, that's so fucking validating and important and super, like, just great for a child to hear, especially one that's been left behind by his family in, like, multiple fucking ways. <laughs> like, he doesn't understand yeah. that his mom died. He just understands that she's gone. I, I just, like, it's amazing to me that, like, an imaginary friend had to tell this boy that, and it, it almost... Almost is enough to make not make me make fun of him for being completely hairless at the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like, you know, I've got demon blood in me, Dean Sam, who just doesn't know it yet. He feels wrong. Yeah. He's a freak. And on top of all that, <laughs> he doesn't have a mom and his dad and his brother keep leaving him behind. Obviously, Dean doesn't want to leave him behind. But um, what was the yeah, it, what was the line? Oh, I'm going to have a hard time remembering it. But there was a line that you and I focused on um, after all the demon blood stuff. I think when he was doing the trials of like, I just feel unclean or something. Mm-hmm. And and like, boy, can you just see the start of that from here where my mother is dead and my my dad and my, my brother don't want anything to do with me, which is the only way to interpret this, regardless of what Dean says on the phone. Like your your dad can't even pick up the phone and tell you no. Like he's making your brother yeah. do it. Fuck off. Fuck off, John Winchester. Again, expected this episode to be a little bit more lighthearted, but they kind of like really hammer into some of that serious stuff. So um, I'm telling you, this is like some of the best Sam Winchester treatment we've seen. And like, and we've seen a lot of good stuff in 11 seasons, but this is some of the, like the most like fucking dark, deep delving bullshit that we've seen for quite some time. Seriously. Um, all right. So they bury the body in this person's backyard. Not a big deal. I mean, nobody else could see the body, but it's still a weird situation. Uh, and then we catch you another kid. Another imaginary friend. This one has a mullet, and he looks like he loves ACDC. Um, and then we get another attack. Uh, he's stabbed, the, the imaginary friend. Um, this time, we as the viewer get to see the attacker running away. And mm-hmm. now, to me, I was like, oh, it's a woman. Now you can finally tell it's a woman. Um, and she gets into a blue buggy and, and drives off. Um, <laughs> Is that what you call those guys up here? Up there? Yeah, we call them buggies. Buggies? Really? Yeah. You don't buggies, call them yeah. bugs? uh yeah either way i guess fucking weirdos up there because we would do punch buggy like if you if you're driving and you see somebody punch buggy is a thing i'm I'm with you on punch so yeah we just call them we just call them buggies um i just maybe that's just me i just want to mention too that this kid is named fletcher and the reason he has an imaginary friend uh whose name is weems or weebs uh i don't remember which one uh because i wrote both in my notes (laughs) hopefully (laughs) um fletcher has a pp problem he can't quite wet wet in the bed and also an alcoholic mom because she's like mama yeah. drank too much of her grown-up juice and has to go night night he's like yeah your mom's not getting up for a while kid <laughs> let's let's hang <laughs> these sheets and go back inside <laughs> hey, it's a tough sell it just happens sometimes poor fletcher who was a guest on our season nine episode same guy oh yeah. yeah yeah um so this imaginary friend does not die um 
he is bleeding out, but he manages to call Sully and be like, bro, they got me <laughs> to come through quick. Uh, and then we head to the barn uh, set that we haven't seen yes. too much this season, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know the one. Um, we, we neglected to mention that the reason that they were actually headed to this guy in the first place is because he's Nikki's boyfriend. And since he's the boyfriend, uh, Dean automatically assumes that he's the one that killed Nikki. Uh, he's, he's a suspect. <laughs> when they arrive, uh, Sully immediately... Am I... Yeah, yeah. So Sully immediately tries to like patch him up and ask him if he's okay, uh, and is horrified, absolutely horrified, to find out that not only Nikki but Sparkle was uh, was murdered. And also, if you're if you're going to bite.com slash motw, like the the line that was our whole posse, he might be able to see there. I'm just saying. So go check that out later or something. Um, and he's extremely upset, but he finally says like, "Oh, yeah, that I didn't do it, but I saw kind of saw the chick that did. Like it was a woman, and she got into a V V." vw bug yeah a buggy <laughs> uh they're um, about to they're about to split up to go look for that and also look for something else and dean's like i have to ask like you, you have a weird imaginary friend vibe like why do kids get into you and he's like oh it's the air guitar and then literally proceeds to play like the coolest like solo ever on an air guitar yeah Super guy dope. like literally like actually shreds like a full-on solo with air guitar Dean's fucking mystified. You know, he's like, yo, why couldn't I get into this game earlier? Can I do that? Is there like a, some sort of demon deal I can make to get these abilities? Like, what is going on? Should have brought, like, brought Sam back. Should have asked yeah. for this. I wish that Dean had a shitty guitar set up in the bunker. I don't want Dean playing his acoustic guitar on a boat like Jensen Ackles. I no. want Dean just playing like really terrible power chord riffs uh, in the basement somewhere. And Sam is like, dude, you got to turn it down. And he's always just learning ACDC riffs and he's terrible at it. That would be like, that would just be a beautiful thing. And Castiel's very encouraging. He wants him to get is. better. Castiel's but he's, so nice. you know, he just like, he's just got that brute force kind of way of playing it. So he just never gets any better, but he keeps at it anyway. That's what I want for Dean. Chris, everything that we know about Dean Winchester uh, points to the fact that that dude has definitely like air guitared in his life before or like held the oh, comb. Yeah. Held that held the airbrush hairbrush up to his mouth and like sang some you know Queen Strike lyrics or something right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. do you think knowing what you know about Dean Winchester as of season eleven episode eight that he would enter an air guitar competition? Yes. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, and I Same. believe he has. <laughs> Hundred percent. It really put a strain on he and Lisa's relationship. It's almost time for me to uh, PayPal you Patreon money. So guess what your fanfic is going to be about next time. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, you know, I love my boys hanging out on private property. Mm-hmm, I love to see mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um. So when Dean goes off to pursue the um the attacker, mm-hmm. and Sam is is left alone with mullet guy. Weebs. Um, Weebs. Um, I just wrote Sam is left alone with the mullet. Okay, um, sure. And and mullet is like, hey, are you are you Sully Sam? Like, are you that Sam that we're talking about here? And and he says like, yo, bro, you broke my boy's heart. You broke Sully's heart. Um, and then we get another flashback, and Sam and Sully are about to run away together, which I gotta say would have been pretty dangerous. I mean, more dangerous than staying alone in a motel for six days. I don't know. Easy target either way. Um, but they're about to run away together, Sam and Sully, and then John calls, and he wants Sam to come hunt, and and so Sam is suddenly like, I don't give a shit about running away anymore, I don't want to be alone, <laughs> I just want to be with my family. Um, Sully tries to talk him out of it, 
And this is where Sam has to kind of like, what is it? White fang him where he's like, go get out of here. I don't care about you anymore. Um, is that, is that the name for that? Cause me and Autumn talk about this all the time of like that. She can't stand to watch shows where you have to like tell a pet to leave or anything. Yeah. I think it's a line from weirdly new girl where they use that term. I think Interesting. Uh, but I don't okay. remember exactly what it was, but um, uh, yeah, Sam says he's like, uh, yeah, I don't need you anymore. He's, he's tough. Love says he, he wishes he could unmake him up. And in a very little kid kind of way. And, um, and yeah, so Sully is like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, if this, if this kid genuinely feels as though he doesn't need me anymore, then I'm out of here. And Sam kind of turns around to see if he's still there and, and Sully is gone. And you can tell Sam feels kind of bad about it, but at the same time, he doesn't have an ounce of hair on his body. Um, and he needs to go catch a bus. <laughs> I, uh, I think that the most heartbreaking line in here is when he gets off the phone and Sully's like, he's still trying to do that routine of like, you don't have to do this. Like if you're, if you want to do something else, you can. And Sam says, I'm a Winchester. I hunt monsters. That's what I do. Oof. And it's just <laughs> poor little baby hairless Sam. Poor, I'm so sorry for babies. him. And he's, it's going to take him so long to grow those eyebrows in. And this is what he's dealing with. <laughs> it's just like. You hate to see it. <laughs> that, that boy's going to be 32 and get a nose hair and be like, what the fuck is this? What, the, what is going on <laughs> What here? is happening with my life? Jim? Um, Jim, so, come here. I got something <laughs> weird in my nose. I think it's hair. <laughs> Back to present day. Um, yeah. Sam is he's saying, you know, he thinks that it's awesome the way that Sully helps people. He's helping his own people. He's helped kids. He helped Sam. And Sam feels terrible about how they left off. And he's really sorry about it. Oh man, and won't this it's, fucking it's, break your heart? Sully responds to this by saying, "No, no, like I at one time I considered you one of my biggest failures, but it all worked out. Like you're a hero. You've saved the world. Like you have done amazing things." And again, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, is Sully the only person that says good things about Sam to Sam? Be. Like I feel be. like Bobby probably said good things about Sam to John, but not necessarily to Sam, which is a very yeah, he important wrote him that thing. one letter from heaven, but it was like you know it wasn't writing, it wasn't the same. And it doesn't I count think- because now it, now Bobby's being punished for the letter. Like I don't think that letter yeah. counts. Right. I think Amelia was probably very sarcastic to Sam. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's sort of, I mean, it was like, you know, he was into it. He was into it, but not very supportive, you know? And Jess was so long ago that God, he, he forgets her last name probably most days. So, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to keep going back to it, but that fucking never war book, man, there's a line in it where he's like, uh, thinking about how much Dean loves the Impala. It's like, it's just almost as much as I love Jess. And then he's like, he pauses, he's like, maybe actually he loves the Impala more than I love Jess. And I'm like, wow, like, dude, this is season two, your, dog. That's your that's dead she died like six months dude. ago. <laughs> she died on fire because of your demon blood. Give her a fucking minute, dude. Give her a minute. Maybe just like pause on the comparisons to your mother's car. That's all I'm God, saying. calm down. Sam Winchester. So, so broken. Sam says. I love you. It's uh, <laughs> Sully is is real proud of Sam, and Sam's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I've done a lot of bad too, and and most recently I let the darkness out." Um, Sully says he's heard rumors about that, and then this is where they let Jared act for the love of God. He, they let him act, and it's beautiful. Um, Sam says he thinks that God is asking him to do something that he can't do. He doesn't think he can do what God is asking him. Sam has now interpreted his visions as essentially god asking him to go back into the cage to set something right let me see if i can i write it down uh, yeah sam says i don't think i can do what he's asking there's this cage in hell and it's where they keep lucifer and i've been in it and it's 
I think God wants me to go back. And dude's got tears in his eyes. He's like really like leaning into it. And for me as a viewer and a huge Sam fan, that realization of like the tear filled, almost kind of childlike moment for Sam where he's talking to his childhood imaginary friend of, and to me, I kind of almost saw the relationship as like him talking to a teacher, like a really, like a really good, like first grade teacher, which is a weird kind of thing to make. But then to come back and see them later as you've grown up and now your person, but seeing them again kind of reverts you back almost a little bit to that like childlike state where you're looking to somebody who has the wisdom, who knows more than you do, just because that's what that relationship used to be. Um, and, and he's got those tears in his eyes saying in his head right now, what he thinks that literally God wants for him is to go back into Lucifer's cage. But the reality of it was so awful and having to face up against that again, feels so awful that he's afraid that he can't do it. And God damn, I don't blame you for it, but holy shit. It's so sad. But the response, I love this. Sully asked him like, he's takes all of that in and like, and I can't imagine Sully has been portrayed as such a extremely uh, not quite naive, but extremely positive force in Sam's life. Right? Like he wants Sam to be Sam. There's, there's nothing negative about this dude. And when he hears this and he hears that like, Oh, Hey, not only are you having to do this, you've already been there once. Like he's asking you to do it again with the knowledge of how horrible it is. He just straight up asked Sam, have you ever, do you ever think about running away anymore? And Sam, like, seriously thinking about it, says, I did, but not in a while and not anymore. Like, Sam is now fully committed to this path. And and this is the first time, like, we've seen Sam have these visions, but this is the first time in season 11, I think, that he finally thought, like, oh, no, this is actually what I have to do. Come hell or high water, this is what I'm meant to do. And this has never gotten sam a lot of positive things in his life like this dedication to i know what i need to do with the rest i know what my destiny is et cetera et cetera et cetera et cetera but i just love the fact that he's 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 kind of centering himself and sully like gives him the out and he says no no this is this is what i feel that i should do not in a while and not anymore is that's the sam winchester situation right Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. um yeah it's really sad even that line like you just the way you read that back it is a really sad sort of delivery on that of like, uh, yeah, that, that is part of who I was and, but I can't anymore. Like now I'm, I'm here and this is, this is scary and I'm in it. And even after 11 seasons, it's still scary and he's still in it and it it's, it's hard. Um, but to break things up, we get a text from Dean, right? Yep. Who, has found the VW um, bug girl and says, yes. bring Sully. I've, I've got her. Come get her. Um, but it's Seems not like you're, you ever hot wire a minivan. <laughs> that line is out of nowhere. It doesn't like, we don't yeah. even see the minivan. It's just such a weird, like layover. I of guess the they line. just had to like break the tension a little bit. Sure. So yeah. Heavy, you know? Um, uh, but the person texting is not Dean. It is Reese. Uh, Reese has knocked Dean out. She snuck up behind him when he was investigating her car, tied him to a pole, uh, and then uh, as Sam and Dean arrive, she, no, excuse me. She tells Dean that like, oh, your brother is coming and he's bringing Sully and Sully is the one that I want. And of course they arrive and find her holding a knife to Dean's throat. And we get the whole layout for exactly why this chick has been killing imaginary friends. Uh, so Sully was not only her sister's imaginary friend, she was her own. Sully was her own imaginary friend. They were twin sisters. Uh, Sully went into the street one day, her sister, Amber, I think maybe Audrey, Audrey 
chased Sully into the street, got hit by a car. Sully feels fucking terrible about it. He That's actually the reason that he went into quote-unquote management and never went back out into quote-unquote the field to deal with any other kids because he couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore. But Reese, who was super upset, not only that she lost her sister, but also her imaginary friend when she needed her the most, says, hey, like I, like I, I went to Romania. I figured out what you were. I found a witch. She sold me the ability to see you guys, and she sold me a knife to kill you guys, and now I'm here to take everything away from you. Yeah. Um, this whole situation is pretty messed up. This girl is even, like, acting. Like, she's really, like, putting it in there. 100%. Um, yeah, totally. She's been called crazy her entire life mm-hmm. because she saw her imaginary friend accidentally kill her sister, and like you said, when she really needed Sully was after that accident, but he bailed because he was so devastated about what happened. Um, so this has kind of caused her to spiral in a way that she probably never expected to. Um, and, uh, yeah, Sully couldn't handle the pain of all that. Um, but it, uh, um, she, okay. So this part where she's like, I'm going to kill someone you like is what she says. Um, and I think that she means Sam, maybe. Is that what she's trying to imply here? Oh yeah, absolutely. You you killed, you killed somebody I cared about. Now I'm going to kill somebody that you like. Um, and Sam raises his gun is just like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you're, you're definitely not gonna do that. <laughs> like I'll fully shoot you. Like I don't give a shit. Like you're not gonna kill me. <laughs> that ain't happening. Have you seen these kicks? Uh, uh-uh, uh, sister. Um, Sully offers himself up very selflessly to be killed if that's what's best. Um, I, I love this too because he's he's doing this like he says that the most important thing to him is to make sure his kids are taken care of the kids that he's that he's helping are taken care of and says to her like if this is what you need if this is you know whatever is better for you i'm okay with it and like walks up and like puts the knife on his chest and and like it's such a selfless act and i know he's like an imaginary friend or whatever but i can't help but kind of want to hang out with him chris maybe he could be my imaginary friend for a little while too i'm going through some literal being he's an actual being you know he exists January and 2020 lasted for 17 months. Maybe I could have used so a Sully. I could have used a Sully. That's what I'm saying. If he was just there, it would have been so much better. Um, Dean breaks out of his um out of his binds. Then he stands up, and um, now this girl is kind of cornered between them. But um, he he tells her that revenge isn't going to make her feel better, and it's like almost like a, a weird or unexpected callback to some of Dean's issues in the past of like. Uh, we got to kill so-and-so, we got to do X, we got to do Y, that we got to get revenge, which, you know, revenge hasn't always been Dean's thing, but it felt very apt coming from him at this point, because Dean's been pretty chill this whole season, um, and, and to have him say this, it, like, you know, it felt, it felt honest. And I, I love the line that he says here, too, of like about Sully. I'm not I'm not saying that he didn't make a mistake, but there's no way that dude is a monster. There, there's not a monstrous bone in his body. Like, he didn't do any of this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually Sully apologizes and that, that's pretty much it for Reese who collapses in tears and lowers the knife and then ultimately drops it. And then, um, we do this scene cut. Now this, I think the scene cut is very hilarious because we go from all of this like super heartfelt and kind of emotional scene. And then the next scene is just her driving off in the bug, like waving, like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back for my uh, shift at Starbucks in like six hours. Bye. She just murdered imaginary. She just murdered like so three like- imaginary friends that were your, some of your best friends and was part of your posse. Bye. They weren't real people, so I guess it's okay. It's just super good for everybody that just, she's definitely not going to murder anybody anymore, and we definitely hopefully took that knife, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, hopefully we got that from her. Do you um, think, before we get into the end of this episode, do you think that, because uh, she bought the spell to see imaginary friends, and she bought the mm-hmm. knife to kill imaginary friends, so do you think that the spell will be with her forever, and like she's going to be like walking <laughs> around in a park and just seeing some fucking drop-dead Fred-looking motherfuckers all over the I place? Mean, 
I, yeah, she never said she reversed it, so we never see it. She's, she's just out there. She's going to see the shit forever. That's her curse. That's her cross to bear. That's her punishment for her deeds. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, Sam now gets to have his moment where he tells Sully that he's a hero. Um, and uh, Sully tells Sam that sometimes being a hero means being scared because no one else will do the thing that you need to do. And I was like, hey, man, like, please don't. Please don't tell Sam to go back into hell, because like, this kind of sounds like you're telling him to go back into hell yep. because he's scared of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Dean everybody sh- has Dean shows up and um, Sully, who has previously called him a germ, says that he is out of Dean's hearing, has, has called him a germ. So he tells him, you're not really that much of a germ. And Dean's like, I, I you know, you're kind of weird, dude. You're good, weird, but you're super weird. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, um, we, we finished the episode with Sam and Dean in the car and Sam is obviously under a lot of uh, anxiety and he's, he's thinking real hard and he tells Dean like, hey, we have to have a real f- blunt conversation about this cage. I think this is where I'm going for it. Uh, and I think that this is the way. And Dean says, OK, well, the conversation is no. And that's the end of the conversation. And Sam says, I think that this is the way. And Dean says, there's always another way. Sam asked. And tell me, what is the other way? What is the other way? And Dean says, I haven't seen the Mandalorian yet. Why do you keep quoting it to me? I'm so frustrated by your, by your Mandalorian spoilers. Uh, But Um, what he actually says is absolutely nothing in the episode ends. Yeah. Um, And Sam describes it as like, he's having this like lump in his throat. And to me watching this, I was like, this feels like it's building up too quickly. Like Sam just figured out that maybe that's what these visions are trying to tell him. Um, but then I, I kind of took a step back and I was like, man, this is kind of exactly what it's like to have anxiety about something, right? Like when anxiety is hanging over you and you're fixated on it, like that's all you can think about. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to think. Like, um, I, I had like a, a bump on my leg that I thought was a blood clot because anxiety made me think that. Um, and so I, I made a doctor's appointment to have it looked at and it was like, you know, a day away. Uh, and I com- completely fixated about going to that doctor's appointment. I was barely thinking about anything else um, because I have anxiety. So that's just like it kind of it kind of spirals. And I could totally see that being something with Sam. You know, he's not immune to depression and anxiety. Those are topics that have come up on this podcast many times in regards to Sam um, and <laughs> Sam and, of, and ourselves <laughs> and ourselves and our very anxious selves. Um, if you do a podcast, you probably have some form of anxiety. That's just a fact. Um, it's it's weird that you want to have, uh, you know, conceivably thousands of people hear your voice, but you could yeah. never, ever do that in person somehow. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I kind of get it. Like, he's sort of fixated on this thing now and he can't get it out of his head. He's thinking about it constantly. So, like, yeah, I mean, it sort of makes sense that he's now sort of obsessed and thinks that, you know, we need to talk about this. We need to do this. What is the other way we have to find something? Because it's just weighing on him and it's making it, as he describes it, it, it's like a lump in his throat. Um, It's like a sob that won't come out, but it's just like he's fixated on it and he can't break away from it. And I think the the thing that this episode doesn't really show that the previous episodes really inform is the guilt. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. Sam at one point says, I did this and I need to fix it, but I'm not sure if I'm capable of it. But like the thing that he did was unleash this force upon the world that he has seen destroy an entire community that he has seen he's literally seen this force suck the souls out of people and leave them these husks these like brutally killing no care in the world husk and in theory in sam's mind that's his fault like he did that regardless of what anybody else says regardless of what dean says 
he is responsible for that. And him thinking that this is the way to go, like that God is telling me to do this so that I can make up for it is it's, it, I mentioned it before. It's classic like Winchester, like, Oh, I have this destiny. Nobody else can possibly understand it. I can't talk to my brother about it, although they are doing that. So thankfully that's, that's not happening, but like I <laughs> have, I have this destiny. I have to do it. Nobody else can do it. I have to go to the cage and there, that's the only option. And it's, it's a powerful thing. I think like they're, I think they're doing a really good job with the pacing of this, of showing us who the bad guy is letting us live with some of the repercussions of the bad guy without the bad guy going full on, you know, scratch your, <laughs> scratch your soul patch, cackling laughter, mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then like letting Sam kind of get into this a little bit and having Dean be Dean, which yeah. is at this point am- for like trying to pretend that nothing exists. I'm thrilled that they're giving Sam stuff to do, and I want Dean to be able to have his own stuff going on. I'm always worried that when they're not doing too much with Dean, it's because he's ready to like snap back with that backhand and hit Sam across the face. Like I'm always worried that all they're doing with Dean, Dean is having him lie in wait to bite back at Sam because they do that pretty frequently. Like I want, I want them to be on the same page fighting whatever they're fighting. I want Dean to have to try and be fighting the darkness without them keeping a ton of secrets from each other throughout the season. Like, I don't want to delve back into that territory too much. And that's where I'm worried that it's going to go because, you know, no, no good thing, you know, goes unpunished here. Like, I'm happy that I'm getting Sam stuff. So I'm worried about what's going to do to the brothers <laughs> going forward. I just want them to cooperate. I just want this to be interesting, compelling stuff where Sam is worried about this thing, dealing with these visions and whatever they may lead to. And Dean is trying to help his brother, but also dealing with his own visions of the darkness and Amara's attraction to him and all this stuff. So I want to see this stuff play out um, without the boys ever being really pitted against each other, but you never know. Yeah. We, you never know on that stuff. Like it's, I think it's, I think it's almost an inevitability that they will eventually like have to cross their, their own paths again. Right. Like they're going to, they're going to fight about what they, what each of them wants to do. And I, you and I have talked at length it's not the most compelling television to me when that happens. I would much rather these boys be on the same side and dealing with external resources or external threats. Uh, but I, I think they, they, the writers feel like they have to do that to keep the show interesting, which is not always right. So yeah, it uh, sometimes just makes it less fun to watch. Um, also but, that. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, I don't mean to be like saying that that's how this episode made me feel or I'm like predicting bad things or anything like that. Uh, Cause I really liked this episode. This was a good one. I thought it was going to be like really silly and ridiculous, but it was pretty poignant at times. I, you know, when I, the last time we recorded, uh, when I read that line of like shocked with it, that his imaginary friend disappeared, we both like cackled like mad, right? Like we were like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what the, what is going to be this dumb gimmick episode? I am astonished about how in depth they got with Sam Psyche in this episode on the yeah. basis of an imaginary friend. Like what a good foil to write against. What a good idea. I love the fact that like, uh, Sully says a couple of times like that he's in management. They didn't report in. I'm in HR. Like they kind of faint towards this like angelic cast system or like a like a organization, but they never explain anything about it. And to my mind, I don't know if they ever do it again at, at all. So if they do like Yahtzee or whatever, I guess. But like in my mind, like it's so good to have a system in this universe to help children. That uh-huh. is pure and innocent. That doesn't have like a like a, a secondary motivation to. Ain't fuck that people just up. nice? <laughs> it's just nice. It's just nice, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any last thoughts, right. Christopher Mosier? No, I'm happy. I'm happy with this one. I'm excited to see what's next. 
thank you everybody for listening. This has been Monster of the Week. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash monster of the week. A couple of bucks a month gets you all kinds of cool stuff like access to our Discord, which is currently and still infested by sharks. Uh, thank you, Kinsey. We won't talk about why, but thank you, Kinsey. Uh, you can also get access to tons of uh, exclusive podcasts that we've recorded just for our patrons. All of that stuff, patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you cannot do that, and we understand if you can't, it would be super cool if you told your friends about the podcast or left us a review. We've had some good reviews lately. Um, somebody got an email today said that it's impossible to hold in laughter and not wake up your family at 3 a.m. while you're listening to this podcast. So shouts go to bed <laughs> also also their name and i'm not I, I don't remember what it was but their name on the itunes thing was just a string of emojis which i think is very very awesome they're a real one they uh, are a real one uh if you like emojis check out our emoji podcast thinkingface.cool you can find that at thinkingface.cool and um yeah i think that's it we will be back next week covering the next episode of supernatural which is teased by saying amara unleashes her power upon the world well dang it's about time dang amara where you been girl give me that id and let's go have some fun bye everybody Good. I just looked at the iTunes reviews and we have 101 now. Really? Yeah. We were at 99 last time. I looked. Nice. The past 100. That's good. Listen, that's nice. That's good. 101. That's a lot. Pretty good. That's how many Dalmatians there were. <laughs> that's a fact, Chris. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Good episode, man. When I was when I was um, playing Kingdom Hearts, like mm-hmm. I replayed it like two years ago, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a side quest that's like I really feel like that was this you... year. Was that really two years? ago? Some of it was. Some of it was okay. 2019. Okay. And when I played the first Kingdom Hearts, that was like two years ago. Um, but uh, you, one of the mini games throughout it is to collect the 101 Dalmatians. Like they've scattered across the world. You have to find them. Um, you have to make Squall happy by collecting Dalmatians. Um, so Jess was saying something about it and she was like, oh, have you ever seen like the live action one? I used to watch that all the time. I was like, no, I don't even know if I've ever seen like the actual cartoon. Oh, fucking Blink Close is in the live action one, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I actually have seen it now that like I when I like, you know, really thought about it. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, I don't even know if I've ever seen the cartoon. Like I just kind of know it from Kingdom Hearts. And then I was thinking back and my mom had told me a story about how like when I was like four during thanksgiving at my aunt's house i brought my vhs tape of 101 dalmatians and just kept putting it in when the when the dads were trying to watch football <laughs> so everybody was finally like fuck it let chris watch dalmatians in the living room and we'll go watch the football game on the tiny tv in the kitchen fucking it um, dude because i just yeah. like wouldn't stop and i was a little brat so they were like all right we'll just leave it we'll just let them watch it i fucking love it my so man. Love i it. guess i did love it Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oi, governor. My apologies. I'm sorry. I, uh, sorry. I had to defeat my mullet in combat, and it almost got me. <clears throat> but thankfully, I survived, and I'm here. I apologize for the delay. Are you. Alright? Um, 
yeah, I, I didn't sustain any injuries in my battle with my mullet, if that's what you're asking. Was, that's what I was getting at, yes. I didn't want to shame you on the podcast or anything, but if you... Yeah, no, it's... um. If your mullet got to you, you can talk to me. No, bro, I got it, I got to it, bro. It tried to get me, and I was like, uh-uh, we stopped, we draw the line here, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you uh, take a selfie to send to your girlfriend after you had a haircut? Yeah, yeah, you want to see it? Very much so. I'll post it in the Discord. I'll post it in the Discord. Just rock it out. We have a whole channel. We have out. a whole channel for selfies. We might as well Go- knock it out. Yo, selfies and pets incoming. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I hate looking back at selfies, being like, "Bro, why'd you even fucking take this?" <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Hold on, guys. Everybody could just relax for one second. I'm posting it. Wow, trimmed up. So when you look at it like that first picture, you go like your hair doesn't look any different. But I feel like you really gotta look at that the other one. That shitty, shitty hair <laughs> that I was rocking today. I gotta say, the the first picture uh with the longer hair, like it kind of looks like a little flat on top. Like going oh, yeah. to the left hand side. Now 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 I honestly, you know what really the difference in these two pictures are? The smile. It's the smile. <laughs> It's, it's the smile. smile. Come on. Come on. Uh, whenever I take these pictures, I'm like, all right, don't look so like grumpy and weird because Jess always makes fun of me for how grumpy and weird I yes, look. She should. Um, but I can't make, I can't, like, I, I thought I was smiling in that first one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was smiling in this picture. This is the story of my goddamn life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So now that, like, so I trimmed up my beard the other day and um, now I can get away with my little half nothing smile that I give to people at work. Because mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I would do the nothing smile and it would be hidden in my mustache. Uh, and one of my managers was like, Chris, smile for once in your life. I'm like, I'm smiling right now. What are you talking about? Said, no. Just like it's hidden in your beard. No, you're not. It's hidden in your beard, dog. Because <laughs> it was such a minuscule little thing. Um, so really quick story that you already know. Um... When I was when I was fifteen, I had an iPod Nano. Christopher Mosier was in, engraved on the back of it. My parents got it for me. Ooh, um, I was ready to load up my service. Thank you, Mister Mrs. Mosier. Uh, yeah, yeah f- big ups to mom and dad on that one. Um, I had loaded up my Green Day albums. I had ro- loaded up the FF Seven OST. It, I, had, I had loaded up M Stude. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> I got I I bought I got an iTunes gift card with it, and guess what? I bought the FF7 OST and a My Chemical Romance album. That was the first uh, first iTunes purchases. Are we too um, early for Bright Eyes at this point? Yeah, I th- Bright Eyes actually Bright Eyes came pretty soon after okay. because I found out about Bright Eyes from iTunes. Okay, because it was like <laughs> wow, that's, here's some music. That's the least cool thing you've ever said in your life. Right? I know. Right? <laughs> it was like here's like you know music like other stuff that you listen to. You sad piece of shit teenager. Um, and Brad Eyes, I just came out with a new album, so uh, I got I got right in there. And um, anyway, one day I'm hanging out. I had a uh, clip on the back of the the case for my iPod, so I could clip it to my belt, which I didn't do. Um, but I was wearing basketball shorts. I didn't have pockets, so I clipped my clipped my my iPod to my shirt. Again, this has been told in the podcast before. I know this isn't news. Clipped on my shirt. I leaned forward to flush the toilet, and when I flushed the toilet, the um, the, the iPod fell off of my shirt, and it fell into the toilet, and it, it was it was swallowed whole. Um, so as, as soon as I say this next thing, you're gonna know where the story's going. On Friday, I got some AirPods. Uh oh. Because <laughs> my work headphones that I use, like you know, for my iPhone, they had become frayed because I sit at my desk, so the wire is constantly like, running against my desk. 
Um, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, a, a trendy and I'm going to get these AirPods. I won't have to worry about the wire anymore. It'll be great. Um, and yeah, I got them on Friday. Worked, worked out. They were, they were great. Um, easy to use. No problem. Today, I, um, it was once again, I was in the bathroom at work and I tucked my hair behind my ear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as I was tucking my hair behind my ear, I, uh, I jostled the AirPod, the right AirPod, jostled it loose from its weak, meager hold on my ear, uh, and it fell directly into the toilet. I heard the plunk. I heard the plunk. Now, let me tell you, I hadn't even started peeing yet. Okay. Not, not to be too, too TMI here, it was a clean bowl. I mean, it, not, I mean it's not it's a clean not a bowl. It's not a clean bowl, but like, you could have saved bathroom, it at that point, right? But I could have saved it. So what, I could have still so what, done what something. It plunked. You know, I heard, the, heard plunk, the plunk, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then I was like, kind of looking around like, maybe you didn't really hit the water. <laughs> maybe that didn't just happen. Um, but I, so I, I, I reached down. I was like, I will straight up stick my hand yeah. in this dirty poop um, uh, work bathroom. I don't give a shit. It's a, I'll do it for that AirPod. Just like put in your hand, even if there was pee in it, if it was your own pee, I, I, would, I would do I it. I would say, go ahead and get it done. It's $70 to put your hand in your own pee. It's $70. And then you, have, you, you were in a bathroom that is built for sterilizing your hands mm-hmm. after you were finished peeing. And pee. then I would have just, I would have bleached my whole arm. Yeah. I don't care. I don't even care about the damage it would have done to my skin. <laughs> Sorry, punch the mic. I would have done it. Um, so, but as soon as, literally, as soon as I leaned forward, the automatic flusher kicked in and it sucked that thing into high, high oblivion and it was gone. It, it was just, it was just over in a second. I got all, I was like, my hands were like shaking. Cause I just, I like, couldn't believe that that it was like the adrenaline of like, no fucking way did that just happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went back to my desk and I was like, fuck, fuck life. Like what? Like, like I had these for three days. Like, I can't believe that that just happened. I don't remember. Um, um because as you know, I've also lost my pair. <laughs> like there's a, yeah. not only did I not, I didn't flush it down the toilet. I have literally just lost both of them and the case that they are in. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're just somewhere in my house or my car. And I have no idea where, um, the, the bad thing about it is that I had autumn had a pair and I had a pair and autumn's pair was messing up and she used hers a whole lot more than I use mine. She was at the gym every day. She was at the, she was riding the horse every day. She used it a lot. So I was like, Hey, yours are messing up. Like they, they stop working after an hour. I only spent an hour at the gym. Let's swap. So I gave her mine and, uh, promptly lost hers. I have no idea where mine is. Ugh. So yeah. Ugh. So I don't feel at least too bad. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I got back. So, um, before Christmas, my mom really hates my mullet. Really, really hates the mullet. Um, so for Christmas, I was like, All right, I'll get a haircut right before it was a Christmas Eve. I'll get a haircut. The hair salon that I that I go to is open. Yes, it's a salon, not a barbershop. Don't even don't even question that. Um, the place that I, I usually go to is open on Christmas Eve. So I was like, about to go in, make an appointment. They have plenty of openings. No problem. I would usually do it on my phone, just like their little you know website. And it just would not work. It would not work no matter what I did. So I said, that's the universe trying to tell me. Don't cut your mullet, bro. Bring the mullet to 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's that's that's what you desire. That's what you need. And I said, hell yeah, mullet. Let's do this, baby. 2020, new decade. Um, so so today when my hair um jostled my my AirPod loose, I knew it was time to it was time to defeat it. It was time to get rid of it. So I uh, I booked an appointment. Went to my boss's office and I said, hey, I'm leaving work early. And she looked at me like, oh no, what's wrong? 
It's like I'm cutting my hair, and then just the lights that lit up in her eyes. She was just so happy just so, that one of so her, her grungiest employee was finally going to get rid of his stupid mullet. Are you going to take the bright eyes shirt off too, Chris? No, never, no, never. No, Fuck no you. Susan. Fuck Over you, my Susan. Dead body, Susan. Fuck you. Never. <laughs> bright eyes for never. life. Right, they're coming back. 2020. If MCR can do it, so, they can do. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Hopefully so, they haven't sexually assaulted anybody since the release of their last album, Susan. Yeah, God, Susan. <laughs> she was very nice about it, and she was more than happy to let me leave early to go get my hair cut. Thank you, Susan. And um, here, here, I, here I sit, ready to record a podcast. Are you ready to record four podcasts? Let's do some thinking face. Hold on, let me, I didn't get the spreadsheet up, because I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> I uh, uh, hope you're ready for hearts. Hey. When am I not? Uh, <laughs> Whoa, hey. Arts. Every time that I go to like the shared with me folder on my Google Drive, the first thing I see is um, the original footage of the ghost that was in the Haunted by Ghosts uh, <laughs> musical intro. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Steve captured yeah, yeah, that yeah, on his phone. Yeah. I, said, I said, I need that for my, and, for my project. For my, Can you please send that to me? For my edification, please. Get that emoji spreadsheet popping. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you watch the did you watch the big game last night? Uh no, I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> did not um, give any fucks about it whatsoever. Yeah. No, no way. Did not care. No watch the commercial for the Marvel stuff that came out. Oh, cool. So that was it's like like the just like the new wave of stuff they have coming. Or? Yeah, they've got um, a bunch of TV shows come out. So there's um, Winter Soldier and the Falcon, or maybe it's the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it's going to be like uh, those two dudes. Do you know who those two dudes are? I don't know. Uh, Bucky, Bucky, and um, Sam the Falcon. I don't know the guy with the. I don't know who the Falcon is, okay. but I do know Bucky. But he got the shield. Captain America gave him the shield. Right. All right. He's he's basically Captain he's, America. He is he is right? Captain he's Black Captain America, which make a lot makes a lot of people angry. Um, mm, mm. Then there's uh, Loki, who has his own show. Uh, is it Tom Hiddleston? It, it playing? is. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, which is really weird that's because fun. in the MCU right now he did. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Uh, how that's going to work? But then there's also, and this one I've been kind of watching out for. It's a, there's a show called WandaVision. Okay. Uh, so in the comics, the Scarlet Witch is a is a mutant with like uh, probability powers, um, which over like fifty years of comics have kind of changed from, oh, I'm going to increase the probability that you will trip over a rock, Magneto, uh, into like reality altering bullshit. Uh, oh shit! So she falls in love with Vision, which is kind of like a android that's powered by i know okay well yeah i saw that one i saw okay, that one so she falls in love with the vision <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um it's revealed over time that uh she has gone completely insane and she's has she gone dark side? and she has started imagining this life that they've had together including having children with one another and, oh. and when it's revealed to her that she has not actually been doing this um she says three magic words that changed the Marvel universe forever, which is no more mutants. Uh, and oh. that started house of M and she d- was it sick. Was it, what is it? Was it a sick turning point in the, in the comic? There were millions of mutants at that point, And she depowered Ooh. all but 198 of them. 
What is is Logan still uh, jacked up? Uh, Logan was one of the ones because it's got to be Wolverine has got to be around. Uh, Wolverine, you take Wolverine. Wolverine survived from the people, uh, but she the changed the entire world so that not only were there no more mutants, uh, like you didn't wake up the next day and go like, oh, I'm Cyclops, but now I don't have eye beams. Like you thought you had lived in a completely different life. Um, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah. So it was it was intense. So anyway, uh, in the movies, she falls in love with Vision. Vision dies, um, saving the universe. But in this show, it looks like a weird, like, 60s television show (laughs) that she's, but there's also, like, some modern-day weird stuff where she's yelling at the Vision. I don't know, man. Like, it just looks fucking bonkers and weird, and I've kind of had the hopes that this would be, like, a fucking great show since they announced it, because... Maybe it's their chance to just do something weird and different. And that's kind of what I'm hoping. Cause otherwise, like if you name a show Wanda vision, like I'm just going to make fun of it. If it's bad, <laughs> it's a terrible name unless yeah. the show is good. Yeah. Um, did they say anything about blade? No, no blade stuff. Sorry. Well, I literally could not have, um, I could not be less interested then. You know, they announced the blade, fuck? right? Like we know, you know that what you heard that they announced blade. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, okay. I know, I know. Good. And that's when I realized that Blade was part of the the Marvel universe to begin with. Yeah. So that means that that Captain America, Thor, all these other cowards. Mm-hmm. That's right, cowards. Cowards mm-hmm. are just walking around every day fighting aliens, whatever stupid shit that they do. When there's mother effing vampires lurking under the, the streets of New York. Oh yeah. And the Daywalker Blade is the only one doing literally anything about it. Where are the Avengers? That just, that just, where are the Avengers? Where with are the, the Avengers when you need yeah. them? That's, it's, Where's it's, Spider-Man? It's a strong What's question? he doing? Going to high school? I don't, actually, is, is what Peter Parker is doing, is going to high school. Yeah, well, he gets a pass because he's got to do his homework. <laughs> but Daredevil. Fault. Like, this seems like a Daredevil, Daredevil problem, right? Bro. Yeah. Bro, that's Luke like the, Cage. The, the vampire's one weakness. Luke Cage. <laughs> you are. You should be immediately into this vampire thing. You are, you are New York's underground. Like, what are you doing, Luke Cage? Yeah, what are you doing? You think you're above it all? You think you're so much better? I don't just because just because you fine as hell and have a great soundtrack, you think you're better than Blade? You are. Just because you fine as hell. <laughs> you think that you can go strutting around, leaving all the vampire dirty work to Blade? We're on to you. Just because Luke. you a fine ass motherfucker, you think. You dare think. You dare. <laughs> you think. fucking dare. You fine ass motherfucker. I can't remember who plays Luke Cage now. I don't remember the actor's name, but he he is a FAF as or FAMF mm-hmm. as we like to call it. Um, what is that? It's fine ass <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, okay. Okay, I was trying. I was doing it. I was trying to do it out of my head. I'm screwing it up. I got the letters wrong in my head. Um, who plays the guy? Who plays Luke? Yeah. Where's... Is that his, it's his name is Luke Cage. Right? Yeah. Who plays the dude? I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember what he was on that I knew him before that, besides the good wife, which it can't just be the good wife that I know him from. I don't know why we're still talking about this. We could just do a podcast. Mike Coulter? Mike Coulter. He's in Men in Black 3. I guess that's fun. Oh, he's in that show go. that um, I think Otter keeps recommending us that we watched Evil. Oh, yeah. My dad watches that show. Yeah, that show looks like it sucks. <laughs> I can't. I can't see. My dad just tried to explain it to me on Christmas, and I was like, "Bro, if it ain't got Santa in it, <laughs> I'm not listening. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Gary, you bro. are a fine ass motherfucker. <laughs> I am not listening to things that are that don't have to do with Santa right now. Uh, do a podcast. Let's do. Let's do four podcasts. Let's do four podcasts. <laughs> 
can't wait to what you're, find out what you're doing over there. What's going on, Chris? I'm not doing anything. My Bob texted me. Sorry, Mom. I'm recording. Fuck. I'll text you later. Was it a purple heart? Uh, or It was a uh, green heart. Like, just so you know, it's coming up. Is it coming up? That's in March? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that, that always... It, we do have like parades and shit for that because we just can't help ourselves anytime there's a holiday we're gonna have a parade for it, but like it does get a little superseded by Mardi Gras down here. So Yeah. Um I don't I mean I think I it actually is kind of a big deal in Boston, but I don't you know, I don't leave my house. Of course not. Played a lot of fire Opal. <laughs> Alright. File open. Wait. Are the Pogues a, like a Boston band? Do I have that in my head right? I think the Pogues are either from England or Ireland. Because they, uh, I was just looking through the cultural references page on this episode, and <clears throat> Sam and Dean poses child psychologists Dr. Strummer and Dr. McGowan, who are both vocalists for the band The Pogues. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have even picked up on that. I Me think, uh, yeah, Shane McGowan, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say, That's funny. <laughs> would you say Shane McGowan can What? <laughs> right? <laughs> What? <laughs> Come on, Shane McGowan Tensei, the new, the hot new game from. Oh my god! D three interact. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jerry what? Shane McGowan Tensei. <laughs> you haven't played that? It's really good. It's no, I've deep. only played the spinoff <laughs> Persona Four. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Per Strummer Four? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we go. I'm gonna make it work. All right, we're in it, and welcome back, listeners. Here we are with Monster of the Week. Sam's dead, everyone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what will Dean do? Dean, I'm dead. <laughs> Dean, come get me. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm in hell, and it sucks. It's hot in here, Dean. <clears throat> so I'm going to take off all my clothes. No one has ID. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Whoa. Bro, what you doing, bro? Bro. Bro. Sorry, I was actually I was watching. I don't ever do that, but Kenzie linked a video in the chat somewhere, and it was literally Jensen and Jared talking, and I thought you were in the audience because I was just listening <laughs> to <them. laughs> Hey, dude. That's exactly what it Hey, bro. Bro, hey, come here. Bro. Oh. It's your boy. It's, it's your boy. Wait, what is this show called? No, okay. Haunting of Hill House. It's not called Haunted by Ghosts. <clears throat> How are you, my man? I'm good. I'm having a jolly wrench right now. I'm sorry. Ooh. Always, always get overwhelmed by how long it takes me to get through um, hard candies. Well, uh, you know, after a really long, depressing episode, there's only one thing that I can turn to. Jolly Ranchers. Bro, are we drinking? Are we doing this? <laughs> I have two beers, so yeah, I'm gonna have two beers while I record this podcast. Bro, I'll have a beer. <clears throat> Just taste that Jolly Rancher. Mm. Should I have a beer? I only have one. Do I want to save it? Hmm. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm torn. Hey, I just got good news. Whoa, what up? Um, 
the thing that I've been waiting to ship finally shipped. Oh no! Cool. This, this is an order confirmation. This is not a shipping. Bad order. dragon finally came through for you, or? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm getting fucked with this project. That's sure do. Is it work thing or house thing? It's a work thing. Oh yeah. I mean, the house thing is just crazy. We decided to. Um, I don't know if I told you this or not. In the middle of doing all this apartment stuff, we said, "Well, let's go ahead and redo the utility room." <laughs> too i mean <laughs> why not <laughs> and we talked to our uh project manager about it and he was like you know like i'll be straight up honest with you guys like uh, i'll do it and it's no problem we can get my guys out to do the demo and all the other stuff you want to do and he said if you do it right now while i have guys out here it'll be like probably half as much as i ha- if i have to bring another crew out like later so if you want to do it like now is the time to do it and we were like well fuck so here you are. Here I am. We ripped out all of the walls in the utility room. We're going to convert a, uh, we have a bunch of electric and plumbing stuff that we're going to do to move, you know, various appliances around. We're turning one of the windows into a door. Um, okay. And then that's going to become like that side of the house is going to become our like parking spots. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to like come in and out through the breeze through that, through the utility oh, cool. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's just a lot. It's just it's just a whole lot. It sounds like it's been a lot. It has been a lot. But you know, it's life. You got to do it. And then like a year or two from now, I mean, we were saying this two years ago. I feel like when we were talking about your golden toilets and shit, mm-hmm. no, we were saying, you know, as soon as it's going to be over and you can be living large. But, you know, that was still, two years ago. That was just, yeah, that was two years ago. The entire life of this podcast. <clears throat> Has been you redoing your house, and what have I been doing? Going through, just going through a lot of different phases. It's actually been since I started recording podcasts. Uh, Damn, the, f- the first time I was on Bonfire Side Chat, which was my first podcast, I uh, I recorded in what is now my podcast room, but at the time was our living room because the rest Ooh. of our house was destroyed. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, it's been a long journey. The chick at Lowe's that has been doing, um, that does all of the cabinet design stuff for us. Um, she basically, we went yesterday. That was why I was there for so long to, uh, go through all of this process and get all of Mark's stuff ordered and all this other crap. But, uh, she was like, I'm just going to be basically be redoing your entire house. And I'm like, yeah, it definitely seems yeah. that way. Yes. Mrs. Lowe's. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, excuse me, I had some candy in my mustache. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, when I, yeah, when I started doing this podcast, this was uh, this was the the charred remains of my sister's old bedroom from when she lived here a long time ago. Um, and it's still a hot mess. But it's weird to think that I just like I put Steve's old computer in here. He just like loaned me his old computer because I didn't have a laptop. <laughs> uh. We just, I just slammed that on top of a box and a chair in here and, and just started recording. <laughs> I feel get- like we put off the podcast for like two or three weeks. Cause I was like, yo, I don't have a way to record. <laughs> Cause I just recorded at Joe's house on his computer. Um, Cause we recorded in person back then. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember like Steve giving you his old computer or whatever. Like I remember all of that. Cause you were, cause he want, he wanted you to game on it. Right. And you were trying to play some mm-hmm. games on it at one point. Yeah, everybody really wanted me to play Overwatch, and I was like, it ain't gonna happen. Guys. Not gonna happen. I, kn- I know what kind of person I am. I'm too busy jerking off to Overwatch porn to play Overwatch. Yeah, listen. Sorry. I get all the lore I need 
for the porn, all right? I don't need the <laughs> actual game. How is it going to compete? Are you even living if a big talking gorilla isn't like just balls deep inside of a Listen, I've spy seen, person? I've, <laughs> I've seen Winston's nuts. How do you expect me to face off against him in a match? You know, I can't. I can't. Every time I see Winston, all I see is his big old hairy nutsack, and I just can't. I, I can't play the game anymore. It's ruined the game for me. It's it's you know. I'm on another level at this point, so like I can no longer play play those games with y'all. I say that as I look over and see a mercy statue on my on my, Listen, on my bookshelf. Don't stress about it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm unbuttoning my shirt. We Ooh. don't know what's going <laughs> to oh, happen shit. next. Let me just go ahead and unbutton my shirt a little bit. Brock Buckner out here. I've got to I've got to actually find a button-up shirt tomorrow. I don't normally wear button-up shirts, but I have to find one for, you know, a funeral. So. Oh, yeah. Where you're uh you, there's a lot of responsibility on you on that one. Yeah, I got to apparently I've been drafted to be a pallbearer, which is super exciting. Have you ever done that? You, man. Have you ever done uh, that? I don't think so. I feel like I'd remember it if I had, so I'm going to say no. It's um so there's there's like a group of cousins um that are all roughly the same kind of age um, or within five years of each other. And it seems like every time a Bennett clan member dies, like the same, like six or seven cousins get drafted to be pallbearers. And uh, it's just weird because they put you in a separate car and like, mm. you have to like you walk in front of everybody carrying the casket, which is super heavy. Even if you have six or eight people up there, it's super uh-huh. heavy and you're terrified. You're going to drop it. Cause I mean, of course you are. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Super fun. You got you. We got Jeremy Greer. Mm-hmm. We got Brick Holmes. Mm-hmm. Always he gets drafted every time. Brock mm-hmm. Buckner every big, time out there. Yep. Um, big kick Sam. Big kick Sam. Mm-hmm. Hank Lugnuts. Hank He's Lug always nuts. bringing up the rear. Um, and and, Pete. and uh, don't, for, don't forget about Pete. Pete, <laughs> Pete is always there. Mm-hmm. Just Pete. Uh, and then um, you know, uh, Marshall Marshall Tree Trunk. He he usually holds it down as well. Tracy um, was there for a while, but she stopped doing Tracy, it. Tracy Tracy Tree Trunk. <laughs> Wasn't that the chick's name that died, or the the one chick oh, that yeah. Dean yeah, didn't yeah, hit yeah, on, yeah, or whatever yeah. that didn't die yeah. that we've never seen again? How's your connection? How you feeling over there? Uh, I just looked down and it dropped to one brick and then jumped right back up again. Am I doing the bad stuff? Do uh, it's not. It's just cut now. It's do it's actually, whoa. <laughs> are you doing a little? Like, they want to, they want to, are you doing a. Stop. What's going on? Um, you want a bit? The thing that it, that it does that stresses <laughs> me voice. out, which it sounds like is what you're doing right now, is where it speeds up for a second and then like circles back on itself real slow. And then it just like plays two audio things of audio at the same time. It's hard. Let me, let me migrate to my phone. And see if that helps. Hola. Hola. Come on, Estas. Uh, bueno. <laughs> that's that's, that's a word in Spanish, day, right? <laughs> driving home from work the day, I was trying to figure out how to say fire emblem three houses in uh, Spanish. So I got as far as as Fuego emblem. I don't know what emblem is in Spanish. Trace Casa. That's it. They, I mean, you can probably just Google it, right? Yeah. Uh, fire emblem in Spanish. This is going to be like, there's, there is no. Oh, okay. 
Emblema de Fuego, Trace House, Trace Casas. There we go. There we go. Emblema de Fuego, Trace Casas. There we go. Because I feel like Trace Casas has a really nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Trace Casas. I play Fire Emblem Trace Casas. Like that just that sounds good. That sounds better than Three Houses. Trace Casas sound like they have great margarita specials on Saturdays. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And fucking and that salsa, that chunky spicy salsa that nobody else in town has. Oh my god. Speaking of haunted by ghosts. I feel like because you, when you start that game, you get to pick one of the three houses. I don't think anyone picked uh, Blue Lions. There's one with a girl, and everybody everybody picked everybody her. That picked was that it. one. Yeah. And then like a couple a couple people uh, picked the the Golden Deer one because that he was like a wacky boy. Like we don't know what he's up to. But nobody picked Blue Lions. Just nobody did it. So nobody was there to prepare me to let me know that like you get to the certain point in the game or like you skip forward in time a little bit. Everybody's older. And my my boy, my my guy, head of my house, is just nuts, full on, <laughs> and just and, and fully haunted by ghosts, like oh, screaming at, at whole ass ghosts. And I'm like, how how be playing this game this whole time? Nobody told me there was gonna be a man talking to ghosts. I feel like I'm watching Hill House. Um, is the and- uh, I know that game has like three houses, obviously, uh, uh-huh. but like, and I know that the plot changes dramatically or not so dramatically depending on which I- one you choose. Kind of, I think. Like the second half of it, I think shifts pretty um, significantly, and I'm sure that the battles are probably all the same. That's, that's what I was. That's what I was going to get at. Is like the actual gameplay different, or would you just like run through it again on the easiest setting just to see the different story? I'm sure that there's like a few here and there that are a little bit different, um, but I can't imagine it's too, too, too different. You might be fighting some different troops or like special bosses or something like that, but it's like the general layouts and stuff would mostly the same but there's, there's apparently there's four playthroughs um because one of them can divert into two different things i didn't know that that's fun hmm. I probably i probably won't play it again anytime soon but i'm glad that i got back into it anyway let's talk about let's talk about the depression show in the world why did we do this podcast who thought that oh this will be fun this show's scary no it's freaking not no, it's not it's not scary it's literally not scary at all it's just incredibly sad it's just super fucking sad all the time yeah jesus all right um you ready yep hold on let me just double check i am in fact recording okay we're good to go ready <laughs> 